0: He has that next step for you. Let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you.
1: Merry Christmas to you from the Church Next Door. We are so glad you have tuned in to your next step, and we get to share a little bit of this Christmas morning with you. I am Pastor Doug. Pastor Doyle, Merry Christmas to you.
0: Merry Christmas, Doug. You know, I'm I'm honored
1: to spend the time with you mm-hmm. and with our listeners today. Absolutely. So we are talking about relationships, which is mm-hmm. one of the gifts that Jesus came to bring us relationship with Him, relationship with God, but He also leads us into relationships with others.
0: Yeah, I think I think that uh, humans, we're not good at relationship, no. and that's why Jesus had to come. We are broken, and, and we tend to mess up relationships. And so today, we're going to talk about uh, what we should do uh, across the generations to help heal those relationships. We're going to talk about Uh, what we need to look at, how we need to respond, and what we need to
1: share. I think that is a great Christmas present. Maybe you've already had some relational turmoil this holiday. We know, unfortunately, that happens when we get together and we got some gripes. But there are solutions, and Jesus is the source. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Once again, we're so glad you're with us on this Merry Christmas morning. Get ready. We are getting into Christmas time Relationships.
0: We have an increasing number of people who feel lonely. What happens if you watch any nature documentary? What, what happens? What happens if they get you separated from the herd? You're vulnerable. And see, what's going on is we, we, have, we have individuals and we have a culture that keeps telling us, you feel lonely, you are lonely, and, 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 and the next thing you know, Satan, the evil one, tries to convince you that no one loves you, that you're not valuable, and, and he's trying to separate. Why? So he can destroy you. But you and I have a different worldview, Right? because we, we know Christ Jesus, because we've come to believe that, that, that the world is so beautiful as it is, and it, it, as creative as it is, and, and beautiful in design as it is, it didn't just happen. So now that I know God, and as I get to know God, and I recognize that my relationship with Him is is largely determined, established through that relationship through the Messiah, Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. That's how I got to, got to really feel Him in the flesh and the blood and through that. And so because I know Christ Jesus, now I know this. Number one, I know where I came from. That's my origin. Number two, I I know what the meaning and purpose of life is. It's about connecting with that God and, and people around me under that salvation that comes through Christ Jesus. And then it establishes for me what's right and wrong, how I treat one another. And then finally, my ultimate destiny. See, that's the worldview that you and I have, and that's what Christmas celebrates. Christmas is a celebration that that you and I know the living God through the Messiah, Jesus Christ. We know where we came from. That's origin. We know what our meaning and purpose is. That's meaning. We know how right and wrong, morality, and then finally, we know our ultimate destiny. Folks, that's the ultimate relationship, and that's what what we interpret our life and the way we relate to the world around us in, see? Now, when you and I look out at the world around us and we see that they're lonely, you and I have the answer. It's as simple as Lynn looking at me and saying, I love you. <laughs> it's as simple as you looking at your neighbor and saying, I'm so glad you're my neighbor. I love being a part of this neighborhood. I enjoy being a part of a community like you. See, that's part of it. That that celebration, it comes out of your relationship with God. We have answers for our generations. You have answers for your generation, but you have answers for the generation above you and the ones that are younger than you, whoever you are. You have answers because of your relationship with God. And, And Jesus, if we're doing this the Jesus way, He shows us how to do it. In Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 through 37, Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd, separated from the herd, vulnerable. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Do you hear Jesus just, just plea with the disciples? He said, guys, can you not see the pain they're in? Can you not see the loneliness? Can you not see the world around you? How they, they have no one to gather them and say, come on, it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. That's what mom and dad God be are doing today. They're going around their community. They're going around the people and they say, we're going to be okay. Yes, that storm shook us. But we remember what's most important in our life right now, don't we? we? We have something strong. We're not alone. We're together. See, that's what you and I do every day. Every day, we walk around and we encourage people. We point them towards the light. We point them towards it. So what should I do? Do what Jesus did. Look closely at your community. Who needs good news? Who do you see right now that needs a little bit of encouragement? Do you know the people that live around you on the apartment building that you're in, in, in your neighborhood? Do you know the people that that, that work in, in, in your office space? Do you know the people in your class? Do you know the people on your floor? Do you know the people around you? See, you and I have to pause for just a second. We have to, we have to just say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a breath. God, what would you have me see in the world around me right now? And how should I respond as you would have me respond? That's what I call the Corrie Ten Boom prayer. She used to pray that, Lord, help me see the people around me today as you would have me see them and respond accordingly. She walked into a prison camp in the middle of the Holocaust, sharing Jesus every day. Folks, I think I can can love the people of Columbus. That's an easy assignment. See, that's the kingdom of God. That's what what this is all about. Respond with compassion, not judgment or frustration over the broken hearts around you. When Jesus saw the people, he saw, oh man, the lies, the harassment that they're getting, it's not right. That's why I've come. Finally, share the kingdom message. Proclaim that God created you. Proclaim that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Christmas is your free pass to talk about God. I just love Christmas time. Why do you love Christmas time? Because of Christ, the Messiah. There are people that will never darken the doors of church, but they will come because you invite them at Christmas. I know a family a couple of years ago. I don't even know what I was doing. I said, why don't you come on Christmas Eve? Because of their cultural background, they felt like they had to come. I didn't know that. Since then, I now know that. And so I invite lots of people from their cultural background. <laughs> I love it. See, some of you, you're like, sure, I'll be there. And then you're just lying to the pastor. Shame on you. Shame on you. All right. They came, but they brought their friends. And their friends started coming every Christmas Eve. Their friends moved to Pennsylvania, and then they would drive back on Christmas Eve to be here. They came with their baby one year. I remember standing back there, and they said, Would you pray over our baby? And I knew they were from a different religious background. I said, You realize I'm a pastor? Yeah? I said, Can I pray anything I want to pray? They said, Yep. All right, give me the baby. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this life. It's created by you. I pray your blessing over from the top of his head to the soles of its feet. I pray that one day this child will proclaim you, Jesus, as Lord. That he'll do well in school, be strong and healthy for your glory in your name. Amen. There you go. <laughs> they kept coming to Christmas Eve for several years. I know others. Weather doesn't look good. I don't think I'm going to make it. Why why? 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 Why do we struggle over this? Why? What's going on in our world? What's, what's happening to us? I love this quote from Moses. Sometimes you read the Bible and you don't think about who's saying it. This is Moses. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. That's Moses. See, you and I have a, an invitation to proclaim the message of God. In Exodus, God speaks to the people. This is what he said. But I have spared you for a purpose to show you my power and to spread my fame throughout the earth. So God has spared you in my life. He's paid our debt in full that you and I might share it with others. Hmm. You mean it wasn't just for me to have a good time? It wasn't for me just to be free of my sin? It wasn't just, No. The reason God spared you Yes, it's for you to have freedom, but to use that freedom for good. See, the reason reason I'm excited about the church being paid off in their debt is because it, it frees us, right? How would it change your life to be freed from financial debt? How would it impact your relationships? See, when Jesus died on the cross for you, it freed you to have true, meaningful relationships with other people. You now don't have the baggage of the anger, the bitterness, the self-centeredness, the hatred. Yeah. See, the point of the cross is to take away that which makes me broken, that which makes me the sad part of humanity. I couldn't overcome it in my own strength. I needed Christ to deliver me. And we celebrate that at Christmas. Recently, recently, I I was at a friend's house and they said, have you had Mega Stuff Oreos? I said, excuse me, don't you mean double stuff? They said, no, these are Mega Stuff. I'm like, okay, get them out, you know. And I'm like, wow, these are really good. You know, when you triple the sugar, (laughs) it has a big impact. Now, what what was interesting to me about that is that why is it that we're excited to share about mega stuff, but Jesus, uh, a little bit hard, don't want to offend anybody. I love this quote from Kirk Cameron. Now, you need to know I like Kirk Cameron. He's a neat guy. You know, um, if if you're probably over 40, you probably know him from growing pains. Jennifer still considers him a heartthrob. That's fine. I won. (laughs) Okay? I won. All right? But listen to what Kirk Cameron has to say. He said, if you had the cure for cancer, wouldn't you share it? You have the cure for death. Get out there and share it. Why why would we be silent if we're truly believers? Recently, another friend said to me, Hey, have you been to Sheets? I said, Can you say that one more time? (laughs) Sheets. I sleep on Sheets. What are you talking about? S H E E T Z. I said, help me. It's, it's, they said, it's where you fuel up, but it's, it's also a convenience store. They've, they've got one over there uh, on, on West Broad Street where, where Sears used to be and, and, and the old mall, Westland Mall. You know, I was like, oh, okay. They said, it's amazing. I'm like, it's a gas station. Oh, no. You can order food there, comfort food. I mean, it's really good. I mean, this person was going on and on and on and on about sheets. And as I'm sitting there thinking, I know this person. I love this person. I thought, I wonder if they talk that convincingly about the church next door. (laughs) You know, they put up a snow globe. We got to get inside and take our picture. We got to ice skate. Part of the reason we do that is because we do want you to have an experience that is shareable to a world that is real. You you understand what I'm saying? But if we stop there and we don't talk about the real meaning, the real purpose of why we gather, if we're only a church because we do cool pictures, then that's not a good reason. It's, It's about the gospel. It's about the good news of Jesus. And, and, and so I thought maybe we ought to we ought to unpack some of the lies that keep us apart or keep us from sharing. Or sometimes we even believe and so we kind of keep God at a distance. And and I want to kind of try to do this kind of quickly, but but can I, I I gotta say something to you. The other, the other day I'm, I'm on my phone. I, I got this new sprayer because, you know, we're redoing our house and I'm doing some painting. I'm trying to learn how to use it. And so like every good young modern person, I Google how to use this sprayer, how to set it up because I don't want to read the manual, all right? It's a lot faster to watch the two-minute setup video that, I don't know, some dude in his garage made, all right, and, 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 or that. It's okay. I, I don't care who shows me how. And I'm watching this, but then in my feed below it, there's this other guy and he's talking about pouring concrete. And so when I get done with my, my video, this other thing just pops into my feed. And you need to know, like, I don't know, four weeks ago, I poured some concrete myself, and it was at the last minute. I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll learn some more. I, I've poured concrete before. And this guy is saying some crazy things. He's like saying, he's like, he's like so you want to pour some concrete? All you need is, is a few boards. And he said, you do it like this. And he, and he said, you know, if you see a truck in your neighborhood, go knock on the concrete truck driver's door and say, hey, man, when you're done, would you mind? I'll give you 20 bucks. Would you come over and just give me some concrete? He said, it'll work every time. And I'm going, dude is crazy. <laughs> but he's really convincing. You know what I'm saying? Like he, is, like he is convinced that you can do this. And he's trying to convince you how you can pour I watch on a little bit more, and he said, if you'll stop by the hardware store and buy this self leveling compound that they use on floors and pitch it in there, it'll self level your concrete. At that point, I'm like, baloney, all right? And what you and I have seen is this we live in a world that is convinced, or at least they they talk really convicted are with conviction about these lies that they live under. And so you and I, we listen to the lies, and we begin to believe, well, maybe there's some truth there. After I got to a certain little point in the video, I realized if I just looked at the notes that it was a bunch of baloney. This guy was just trying to get hits on his YouTube channel. And you and I live in a world where lies are being preven- presented on a daily basis, extremely convincingly. And if you go by the person's demean- demeanor and just the manner in which they share it, it does not mean that it's truth. So here are four lies. Number one, number one, my my spiritual life is personal. Now, what's interesting about this? If you'd ask that forty years ago, okay, if you'd ask the generation. They would have said that's the way they viewed their, they went to church, they loved God, but they didn't want to share it. It's new. Today, the new, uh, my, my spiritual life is personal means something totally different today. And you need to understand that. It, 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 there is a kernel of truth here. Your spiritual life is personal, all right? The, the, the scripture, it, it says for us in, in multiple places, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's a personal relationship with God. In in Matthew 6, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. That's true. There is a personal relationship in your relationship with God, but it does not end there. Because God has always had a people, and he's always invited us into community. And if you and I want to somehow say that we don't need the community of faith, that we don't need Jesus as he He said, you need to be a part of community. It's why he had 12 disciples. It's why wherever he went, he talked to crowds. See what I'm saying? It's just perfectly illogical. But this is what we're saying. In the same way that I walk into Starbucks and I say, hey, give me a venti with a shot of this and a squirt of that and a little bit of this. Because I believe that I'm making the most unique Doyle drink ever. And so we think that our spirituality ought to be like our Starbucks. And that I'm going to create my own religion, my own spirituality that fits just me. Do you realize that the core of that is a belief that you are God? Right down to the religion that you create for yourself? There is no humility. There is no recognition that there is something broken in me, that there's something broken with all humanity can you imagine I actually I actually said this last hour and a couple football players were here from OSU I said can you imagine going to Ryan Day and saying you know coach I just gotta do it my way I'm my own kind of player this whole team player thing ain't working for me yeah buddy you can go home this is Pastor Doyle Jackson for the church next door reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's a year in the Bible available now, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting
0: platforms.
1: Pastor Doyle, we are so thankful we have so many people listening to Your Next Step. Yeah. Love to uh, talk with them a little bit more.
0: Well, I would. You know, I, every uh, every week I get emails from people, but I find there's other people that oh, I don't know how to contact you. So if you'll just email me at pastor at tcnd. Dot O-R-G. That's type out the word pastor and then the at sign TCND, which is the church next door.org. And I will actually respond to the email because I love to hear your questions about the Bible and the church next door. And uh, I can tell you this in the new year, we're going to have some more resources for you. So you want to be on our email list. We want to encourage you, we want to help you grow closer to God. That's really our dream to help you be a fully committed follower of Jesus. Texting can help uh here
1: as well. They that's can text right. us at 888-644-4034. Again, 888-644-4034. We will ask for your name once we get your first text, but that'll yeah. put you in touch with
0: us and you know, we can share some information. Well, that's my preferred method of communication is texting because um, I just I can deal with it really quickly and everything. So I, I encourage you to text us. Or check the website, TCND,
1: t-c-n-d org is going to bring you to our
0: website. That's right. Or you can always go to org. So hope to
1: hear from you as we move into the new year. We would love to keep this relationship going. Your next step is the ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to financially support the ministry, visit thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. That's thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. Of course, we'll be glad to send you a gift of thanks in return. For more resources to guide and grow your faith, you can visit doylejackson.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E jackson.com. If you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888 888 644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. Thanks for joining us. And we hope to see you next time for Your Next Step.